This is Deep Natter. In this episode, Sean and I have an honest and at times revealing discussion around how comparing our work to others can often lead to creative paralysis. We also talk about the importance of finding an accountability buddy who can give us the support and feedback we need, whether it's positive or negative, that can really help us move forward. Here we go. And how are we doing today? Uh, yeah, good. Um, busy. Yeah? Go on then. <laughs> isn't, that how you, Go on, then. isn't that how you guys you say it? Go on then. Go on then. Go on then, sunshine. <laughs> what you got? You sound so cute. Um, oh, it's just lots of little things. I think just trying to keep videos ticking over. I'm trying to get out, uh, I think I'm going to put out digital collections of the, uh, digital versions of the collections. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah, because... I, th- I think, uh, funny enough, like I was, someone said to me the other day, oh, you're going to do the box set thing? Because I think we talked about it on this podcast at one point. And now with sale to Europe dying and all the rest of it, there's no way that I'm going to shell out a ton of money to produce these things and they don't sell. So, but Oh, the, yeah. And your shipping I, would be three times what it is now. It'd be mad. It'd be yeah, insane. it'd be crazy. It, just wouldn't, it wouldn't be worth it now. No. In, in, our, in our current climate, <laughs> it wouldn't be worth it. <laughs> Wait, do you guys even have a prime minister right now? I don't even, don't even pick at that scam. Like it's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's, a, it's all a mess. Um, yeah, but then I thought, like, well, you know, people do still want the ones that they missed out on. How could I do it? And I thought, well, how about just do do a digital download? I've I've resisted it up until now, but I think with with this idea that I'll probably bring it to a close this year and move on to something new next year, mm-hmm. uh, it might be a good idea to do like a bundled PDF of all five collections in one. So I'm trying to work that out at the moment. Yeah, I've got a, a talk coming up next week, which would be good. I, I saw that. Out. That is sold out, by the way. Congratulations. Oh, no, that's a different one. Uh, oh, oh I'm sorry. I can't yeah. keep up with the number of talks that you're I giving. Know, I'm sorry. Know, know. Oh. <laughs> that's been fun, though, because it's been like, it's it's been, uh, well, the, the one that's coming up next week is uh, is about the book. And it's the first time I've actually put a talk together specifically on the book topic which, mm, or, mm-hmm. or on subject matter from the book, which is quite nice to kind of flesh it out. How do I condense it down into a nice kind of 45-minute talk uh, that's useful in itself but interesting enough that people want to go get the book and read more? And that's been a nice challenge. Sort of anytime you have to cut stuff down or edit it or consolidate, it makes you realize like what you have yeah, and um, – and and how it distills you know it's like it's like the difference between you know having half an hour with someone to tell them what you do or your elevator pitch for 30 seconds it's quite nice to sort of that condensing anything down is quite a good exercise to do yeah how has the way you speak about the book changed since you first released it if at all it hasn't really it's almost like i've drawn a line under it Mm. uh Mm -hmm. it's its own thing like i wondered afterwards if i would i would need to you know, if you need to keep adjusting or, or reassessing and adapting as you go, but it, it, it feels like, it feels like a pretty complete picture. Um, and I don't, I, I wouldn't want to add to it. I wouldn't want to change it. So it's almost like now I'm moving on trying to think about other things. If I was going to write something new, it would be a completely different topic rather than an extension of what I've already done. So I, I, you know, it exists in its own neat packet for me in my head. Um, yeah, but it's, it's just that exercise of sort of paring it back. 
which I found, which I found interesting. Yeah. And it hasn't, how I talk about it hasn't changed since it came out, even before it came out. Um, it, it is what, if I, I get a little self-conscious that, you know, when you do podcast interviews with people on the book that you end up repeating the same stuff. But I mean, if you ask the same questions, you're going to get the same answers. Right. Right. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I spoke to, um, Dalton Campbell yesterday offline. We didn't record anything. I just missed talking to him and, and reached out and said, Hey, could we have a, uh, a few minutes to just catch up? And, uh, he was saying, you know, cause the way I found him was he did this trip to Europe, uh, just up and left and spent, I think a month photographing street portraits and meeting people and, and, uh, that's what really kind of put him initially on the map when he changed gears from his previous business. And he kind of joked that, you know, I've, I've told that story so many times and mm-hmm. it, I keep embellishing, you know, like it kind of changes mm-hmm. the, the fish gets bigger, right? As the story goes on. Yeah. 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 It's a dangerous storytelling, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. I, I, I'm excited about your talks. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was just, I was going to move on. The other thing I'm just done is, uh, put prints back up on my store, which was interesting. Yeah. You, you have historically not been a print person, have you? No, but I, you know, the, the reason I put them up was dumb <laughs> was because my store was looking empty and it had two things in it. So mm. it felt like. Got to pad this out a little bit. Yeah, well, just a, it was almost an aesthetic choice rather than anything else. It just felt like a boring page to visit. See, it's all about the grid. It kind of is, though. You people laugh at me, but it's all about the grid at some point. It kind of is, man. But I, when I put it up, I had this odd experience of like, these are not bad prints. Well, like, of course they're why. not. Why would they no, have gotten worse? I know. I know. Well, it's not that I, I never thought they were good, I think is the problem rather oh, than Sean. they changed. Oh, no, no, Sean. it's true. It's you know true, what that is? It's, you know what that is? What is it? It's resistance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Stephen Pressfield's got a very deep voice. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I had to pay a fortune uh, for him to do that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're broke. Uh, any sponsors? Um, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. Like I've, I've never, I, I had a moment where I realized how I don't take myself seriously as a photographer. Come on. Really? No, Come no, on. really. You, you know what I do? So, so I think, and, and the reason this came up for me was because I put the stuff together on the store and I started thinking, oh, these aren't bad. I think I'd like these if I visited someone else's store. It's the same thing as you going to the exhibition going, if my work was here, I think I'd like it. You know, I'd want to spend right. longer in that room. But <laughs> if like, Sean's name were on the bottom of these paintings, they would be amazing. Yeah, but exactly. since it's my name. Ugh. Exactly. We, yeah, do, we all yeah. do it, though. We all do it. And I went to look at a few uh, uh, of my contemporaries, roughly speaking, who sort of mm-hmm. sell prints from their sites. And I thought, in my head, these people are so much better than I am. But if I try and have an objective picture about the prints I've just uploaded on my site, I, I want some of these on my wall. Yeah. Like I, these do stand with some, I don't know why. I don't know why. I think, I think it's also an insecurity. What's the metric you use when you're looking at these other people and going, okay, that that's a good photograph. Whereas mine is somehow lacking. What's the metric that separates you from them? I think it has been that I've always felt other people have a more fully realized visual voice or style than mm. I have. Mm-hmm. 
And when I took a step back from this lot, I'm like, that's not necessarily true. It's just because it's mine, I don't, I don't take it that seriously, which isn't, which isn't fair. I mean, it's not, that's not a useful thing to do to yourself. You're only holding yourself back. But something about when I took a step back from these, I went, these feel like each other. And you know what it was? At the moment, I've got um, uh, Alex Webb's book, uh, mm-hmm. The Suffering mm-hmm. of Light, sitting on my on my table, and I'm flicking through that at the moment. Not that my work is anything like Alex Webb's, but the 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 rich blacks and vibrant color in his work feel like something I've been aiming at for a while, without without naming it yeah and that made me realize well if that's a style in his work i mean i'm not talking about the, his work's much more complex than mine it's tableaus it's the rest of it my frames are a lot simpler but that aesthetic that side of it the contrast ratios and saturation ratios do feel like what i've been aiming at and 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 moving towards over time and then if i took a step back and looked at those prints I can see similar contrast ratios and set treatment of colors and saturation in these images, and they are more stripped back, minimalist, and graphical in nature. But, but there is a style there. There's a definite style there. I don't, I, I don't know why I'm reluctant to give myself that credit, but it just kind of it hit me before I had the chance to explain it away yesterday. You know, <laughs> like, mm. like, which was kind yeah, of yeah. Nice. I mean, you y- you are. You are often very quick to point out that the bulk of the images that you share are sketch images. And I mean, I mean this is the pot calling the bell kettle black, but I'll take I know, it. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, but I mean, there, look, I mean, Six Street's made a career out of those kinds of images. Yeah. Yeah. Is it any less? I don't think it's less. I think, I think we, we, we tend to, some of us tend to minimize them in a way so we don't have to live up to them yeah and if i explain it away you can't get me you know right if if you sort of yes if you explain it away first then you deflate any potential criticism that might come your way that's still true for my instagram like i'd still stick to that because i do post a lot to instagram and i don't think all of them are good images that's not Mm -hmm. why i post them it's just like i found something interesting here i'm not sure what um so that I'm still fine to keep. I posted two yesterday that were just light falling in shop windows on dresses on mannequins, which I just thought the colors and textures were nice. They're not great images. I wouldn't put them in a print or anything, but I just post them because they're interesting. But somebody but would. Right. That's the thing. Yeah, somebody no, that's would. True. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's crazy people all over the planet, but like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> no. Um, but welcome to self deprecation with Sean and Jeff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. We've, we're the bit, I told you you're British really. That's right. You, you, if you get over here sometime soon, we'll indoctrinate you properly. Um, it made me think of, I've, I've exhibited twice with, we had a collective in London called three street gallery that used to exhibit a bunch of street photographers. And, I'll be honest, like we did this twice and I'm, I'm putting my, it was five prints each and my work was sitting next to Joshua Jackson's work and mm-hmm. Craig Whitehead's work mm-hmm. and Shane Taylor's work and Josh Ed Goose's work and Stuart Payton's work and, and Mavis CW's work and, and, you know, like, and Valerie Jardin's work, like it's, that that's where my work is. It's next to their work. And I, I knew, I knew in my head, like you couldn't have told me otherwise 
that the only reason I'm part of this exhibition is I'm helping to organize it and me being here means I can promote it for them because I've got a bigger social media reach and it helps bring people into the exhibition. But that's the reason I'm here. I'm here to help market and they let me hang my pictures next to theirs. That's do you still feel that I, way? Uh, in some ways I do, but I think it's less now. In hmm. a lot of ways I do. I mean, I, I think I have a fairly sober view of where I sit as a photographer. I'm not half the photographer Joshua Jackson is, but I'm fine with that. That's okay. He is... He, but, he's, but maybe he's, to some audience, he's not half the photographer you are. Well, it goes back to this crazy people everywhere. I mean, right. like this, <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't account for your lack of taste. There is good and bad photography, right? I mean, we, it's not just a case of everyone's got their subjective viewpoint. And I'm, I'm, I'm secure knowing where I sit. I just think I, I put myself up a few more rungs and took myself more seriously yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know the thought I had? This is the thought I had. So I've been putting out collections for the last five years, which are right. just a selection of 90 images from any given year with no theme. And they are that whatever you get is whatever you get. 90 images, a lot of images to share from a year. It's a print. lot of images. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of images for you to say, these are good enough for me to put my name on in a book yeah. and charge money for them. That's a terrific body of work every year. And, and I, I love the challenge of it, but, but mm -hmm. I also am well aware that that is way too many images and there are weak images in those collections because of it. I know that. So mm. I should have chosen less. I should have chosen between 45 and 50, 60 at the maximum. Um, but 45 seems better. Now, I, I thought to myself, because I started thinking about like, I want to I wanna publish a book of photography one day. And I've, I've done all this exploration recently around zines and doing more subject-focused stuff where I write and shoot a set of images on a specific theme that I work at over time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That, that would eventually lead towards a book. So more uh, of a monograph. Yeah, a, yeah, an actual monograph. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I had this thought, like, if, if I... Because I remember speaking to someone on the retreat in Italy and they're like, why haven't you done a proper book yet? And I'm like, I haven't got anything that's nearly good enough to, to be a book. There's no, there's no work there that's good enough to be a book. And they were shocked that I'd said that. And, and again, like I, I still think I'm kind of right on that, but it did make me think, I wonder if I sat down with like, with like Satanta books or somebody and I got their expert eye on all the work that I produced for the last five, six years. And, and I mean, there are a few thousand images there. Mm -hmm. Could they see a, a strong book of 50 images in that work? And I thought, actually, it's the first time I gave myself permission to think that might be possible. I would be surprised be if their answer was no. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to do it, but it just as a thought exercise, because I'm, you know, you know, you know why, though? There's you know no why? way I would I, ever approach them, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, though. I don't know why. I don't know. what. Maybe I need to think about that more. But I did, I did, just as a thought exercise, I thought, I gave myself permission to think, maybe there is a book there. Maybe, like, what, what would it look like if I took my most graphic light and shadow play stuff and put mm -hmm. it in a very cool design book where the, where the design matched the images of like yeah. hard lines and edges and black negative space and stuff. I could and that see became the theme like that. that became the strong yeah. theme that you were exploring. Absolutely. Cause you, you, you know where this came from is I, I've started putting folders on my desktop with 
names of potential zine titles mm-hmm. uh, with with different themes. And, I, and I've got, been going back through my work and starting to pull images that could fit different themes there into those folders. And I've realized that I've actually got a lot already on different themes. I just haven't given myself credit. I've been walking around telling myself, this is just me playing. It's just sketchbook stuff. Don't take me seriously. Don't look too closely at what I'm doing. Self-defensive kind of self-deprecating stuff. And and I wonder if I'm, I wonder if I'm wrong. I mean, I tell you this stuff all the time. It doesn't mean I listen to it myself. (laughs) Like, I I wonder if I'm wrong, you know, I wonder if like someone else would go, I, I could absolutely uh, edit together a, a solid set of your images into a monograph and put a design together that you'd yeah. be you'd be very happy to put out into the world and would i would i accept that would i you know am i holding myself back by thinking the way that i'm thinking you you cuz i think I, if i'm going to make a fool of myself I'd, I'd it's one of those i'd rather err on the side of caution i don't have anything yet but what's foolish about it what's foolish about standing behind your work and and seeing a theme emerge after the fact. I mean, we've talked about a number of times where you can't say yeah. this is going to be my style moving ahead. That a style emerges as as you as you develop in your in your practice, whatever that style is. So if if you look at something like we we mentioned Maria Lax last time or two mm-hmm. times ago, if you look at those photographs individually, are they great photographs? Or do they become greater? And and maybe some of them are, but do they become greater because they are unified by a cohesive narrative, by, by a cohesive theme that that gives us something to um, gives us an ability to relate to all of them as a body of work? And while she may have done that beforehand, maybe there's value in you doing it after the fact and seeing a theme because you're just shooting at what your eye gravitates to. You're just, you're looking in the moment at composition, at color and texture and light. But after the fact, if you look at this body of work or these multiple bodies of work and go, you know what, I can pull this from here, this from here, this from here, this from here, and these all hold together and adhere to theme X or narrative X. And it really does then feel like something intentional. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I suppose in the, the question that comes up is maybe I've been thinking... I'm not allowed, or, or, or I have to have the idea for the project before I start taking photographs. I'm not allowed, it's just such a dumb thing to think. I'm not allowed to just shoot and then decide what the project is after the mm. fact. Mm. Maybe that's what I'm doing because that's Maybe. what I've done. I've shot intuitively for years. Yeah. And, and then I've, but then I've, uh, you know, I, I have these images now. Could they be something? But, but do I get to own that? Because, and of course I can, of course I should, but I, d- I don't know why I haven't been. I don't know why I haven't let myself, I don't know how, why I haven't let myself do that. I mean, it, this, this was this Alex Webb thing, like, because I, I went, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm thinking about doing a video on his work, which is where all this comes from. And, uh, I went back and listened to the team Deacons podcast interview with him. So Roger Deacons interviews, Alex Webb, Roger, Roger and James interview Alex Webb. Um, because, Alex Webb's photography has been so influential in Roger Deakins cinematography, he says. Right. And uh, he, he, he talks about how it's all experimentation and mistakes. I know all this. I talk about it all the time, but it's so funny how it's so difficult to apply it to your own work. You're much harder on yourself than you are. Right. There's one quote he had. He said, he said, I only know how to approach a place by walking. 
For what does a street photographer do but walk and watch and wait and talk and then watch and wait some more, trying to remain confident that the unexpected, the unknown or the secret heat of the, of the known waits just around the corner. And I, I thought, that doesn't sound like somebody who's pre-preparing a project. It sounds like someone who's going and intuitively allowing himself to just stay open enough to catch whatever happens and then make the images afterwards. Maybe the project is as loose as I'm going to go to Haiti in his case, or right. the Mexico borderlands, and I'm going to see what happens. And that's the project, but I don't have an idea of what it should be. I think I load myself with, I could never call it a monograph right. if I didn't go in with so much purpose. Like the one that I'm trying to do now, that's not going anywhere. I, I have a lot of direction on that already. I know what it should be in my head. And, I'm, I'm, and maybe, I'm that's maybe, maybe that's the change. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe it is. I, I wonder, like I wonder that whole, sh should you know exactly what a project should be before you start or can you just start and see what happens? I think you can do both. I think it really depends on the person. I mean, I, I mentioned a couple times ago that uh, Gregory Crudson is doing a, a Substack now and he did one about these two pictures and he talks about location. He talks about how he visits the same locations again and again and again that all of his pictures are basically made in this in this one area um mm. and he visits these places again and again and again and he says that that place is always the most important thing that uh un, he said what did he say unlike a movie shoot location always comes before story so he finds the place that he wants to explore and lets the story develop as he's visiting and revisiting the place. Right. And I mean, I think the results speak for themselves in, in his work. And I don't know why that wouldn't be able to be applied to you, where you, you are visiting places or exploring compositions that you find interesting or challenging or appealing, and then letting a narrative or, or letting that connective tissue become visible as you build more into it. You know, maybe mm. with two or three pictures, there's nothing there. But if there's 30 or 40 or 50 pictures, you've filled in enough of the holes where there is a connection that runs through all of them. Mm. Yeah, I think it just challenged me to to keep going and just keep making work. Mm -hmm. But but to be to be more focused like that about giving myself either geographical limitations or a loose subject to go after. But but everything after that is just open, and whatever yeah. happens happens. And 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 because I'm a control freak, I I want to know what it is before I start. Right. And I can't know that. That's not reasonable or or or, or good. You know, I I can't go with the answers. I have to go with the questions. Um. And I guess, you know, I mean, I I I I do know that. Like I I do know that. It's just it's it's just difficult, isn't it? It's difficult to like. Yeah. It makes me feel like how much time have I wasted, if I'm honest? I don't think you've wasted a second because it all led you here. Yeah. And, and I know that's the right answer. I know that's the right. And I couldn't have really done it any different, I think, if I'm honest. I guess, yeah. I don't know. Well, l l let's go back a couple minutes. When, you, when we were talking about the, the show and you were, you were saying that the work now... Or maybe it's, it, let's, let me clarify. Is it that the work now that you're doing 
can stand alongside those people that were in the show, or you're seeing the work that you did then in a different light and it can stand alongside the people you were in the show with. It's that they're not, most of them aren't new images. Mm -hmm. Some of them are, most of them aren't. So what has changed in your perception? What, what has allowed you to see the work in a different light than you did when you saw it on the wall in situ? I don't know. It's, it's the, it's, it's the thing we keep coming back to again and again, you know, every month, like we'll come back to like, what is good? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and it, it's such a subjective, stupid game we play with ourselves. You know, I, I say in videos all the time, if you like it, that's good enough. You know, if yeah. you think it's good, it's the best way you could do. That's good enough. And, and I do believe that I believe that about my own work, but I don't believe it when it comes to what do I do with this stuff now? You know what I mean? I, I mm. can make it because I like it. I can share it with people because, hey, I think this is good. And some people like it. Some people don't. But when it comes to that moment where you go, okay, now, now it's time to put a monograph together. Whoa, I don't have anything good. Do you right. know what I mean? Right. But, but yeah, it's that planting of the just, flag, right? It's yeah, that definitive, it is, yeah. this, is my, this is my voice here. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I start, one of those folders was just like, well, I, I did it as an exercise, throw in light and shadow play stuff that people know you for, like you have been playing with them. Why isn't that a themed monocle? Why isn't I mean, it? it? I mean, it, Fan it Ho a made a career out of that too. Absolutely. And, and it, 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 it has been done. And I've, I, I've already explored the themes in that. Like I know exactly what I was doing there. I did it in the meaning and the making. Like the reason I was photographing single figures walking alone in light and shadow in cityscapes was, was to photograph my own experience of being an outsider or a loner or an introvert in a, in a very extroverted city. Like it was a mirror of who I was. Like I, I did have the theme. That sounds like a theme. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, it's, all, it's already there. Right. And, and I don't know why I didn't take myself seriously. I don't know why I didn't just say, well, that is what it is. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm waiting for with, with that. Like I'm not, I feel like, I feel like when I moved, I went, okay, so now I'll start a proper project from scratch and I'll be a proper photographer as if everything before was a write-off, you know, right. Right. which is not fair to me. <laughs> you know, which, like, Did you, did you not, feel like you had to earn a new position and uh, earn a new spot in York that, that, I mean, that sounds like that's what you're kind of saying is that anything that you did in London, anything that you did in South Africa, anything that you've done anywhere else was, was just research or prep. And, and now you're getting to work. That is how I felt. And that's, that's definitely how I've talked about it. Yeah. Interesting. But just, just because of the fact that this was the first time I was saying, I'm going to go after specific subject matter now and not just go out and shoot for a day and see what I get. Mm -hmm. But then I think about it. I think about, I mean, I've been out with Josh Jackson in, in London many times, like mm-hmm. we were out once a week at one stage when I was down there, like watching him work, he does collect, you know, and, and then he looks at the themes that he's collecting and builds those, those themes as he goes, he watches kind of what surfaces, but he doesn't, he doesn't define that too tightly at the collection stage when he's going out and getting the images. Um, I think for some reason I've still got a block in my head. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't go out and call myself a proper photographer who's trying to put a book out unless I have a very specific book idea. Right. It's almost like observation is not a viable skill for some reason. Yeah. 
and yet it couldn't be another way. Like when I watched the Alex Soth um, masterclass they did, they released on the uh, Magnum website, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which you can you can go. It's a digital download uh, course that he does. the The big takeaway from that for me was he just gives himself a geographical limitation. That's 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 so. Sleeping by the Mississippi was him going. You know, I live in Minnesota. I'm going to follow the Mississippi river down to Louisiana or wherever it ends. And I'm only allowed to take photographs any, anywhere within a hundred meters of the river. And I'm just going to drive it and see what I see. And, and the theme of dreaming and sleeping came up as he went along, as he saw like a discarded mattress by the river or a dream catcher in a tree or, you know, that, that surfaced as he photographed within the, the specific geographical limitations he came in, but he didn't have the theme in his head before he left. That that feels like a good balance, you know. It's 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 what Crutzen does, like you said. Give yourself the location and let the story emerge. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's how it's best done. So why is it? I mean, feet feet to the fire a little bit. Why is it more valid, or why is it more art, or why is it more important? Whatever word you'd like to use to describe it. Why is it? Why is it different for them than it is for you? It's. They're, they're, uh, it's not is the answer, is it? (laughs) (laughs) It's fear. It's only fear. I know that. Like it's, 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 it's saying to myself, okay, so at the moment I have a fascination with, with, with churches in Rome. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've, I've been a few times, every time I go, it sort of, it builds that, that, I love light in old churches in Rome. I love it. And I thought, I, I did think to myself, wow, I, I should keep going back. But then I go, I, I st- that, that like really frugal, mean, pain in the ass side of myself goes, what, you're going to buy yourself plane tickets and put yourself up in Airbnb just to go walk around churches and take photographs? I'm like, yeah, I'm a photographer. So I'm I was going to say, that, just, that sounds just, like what photographers like you're just, do. You're just wasting money. <laughs> Sit down and do your work. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't let myself do it. I don't right. know why. Like, how dumb is that? If it can't be a direct, like, this this will pay my rent somehow or pay my mortgage. Yeah. Like, I can't let myself get on the plane to do it because maybe it's just too much fun to do. You know? How dumb is that? Yeah. It's such a stupid mental block. It is, but I do the same thing. I do it with tools. I do it with equipment. Yeah. If it if there's not a one to one use case, well, then it's an extravagance that I don't need, nor do yeah. I deserve it. Yeah, and if I don't want it, that's fine. I'll do it. But if I really want to do it, and it would be nice or fun to have or good to go, oh well, I'm probably just making excuses and goofing off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got to get over that because I know, I mean, I, I know, for example, it's definitely one of the zines I want to do is to get over to Rome and spend spend a week walking around these churches and see what I can come up with. Because I've got a bunch of stuff over there I really like in those church spaces. I've been posting it on Instagram the last little while. Like that would make an incredible zine if I really built up a solid body of work there. And I have to let myself do that. I have to make myself do that. It's my job. Like, what am I, what am I thinking? What would you tell me? In the same situation, if I, if I said to you, Sean, I want to do this series of short audio documentaries in uh, Pittsburgh, let's say. Let's say Pittsburgh. How, well, how far is Rome for you? Uh, it's about two hour, two hour, 40 minute flight. Okay. So Pittsburgh is three, maybe four hour drive. Okay. So let's say mm-hmm. similar, similar distance to get there. 
and I've got the ideas, I've got the gear, I've got the drive, I've got, I know where I want to go. I know, what would you tell me if I was saying, if I were, if, if I was throwing up similar objections or reasons why I shouldn't, what would you say to me? I'd say you have to go. You have to go once at least and try it and see what happens and then decide if it's a bad idea because you can't decide sitting at home. And have you gone to Rome once? Well, I mean, very recently, but that was for something else. But I need to, I, I haven't done a dedicated trip where I'm like, I'm a photographer. Right. So I'm going to spend some money to go to a place where I want to take photographs because I think I have something to, to say in that space and see what comes out of it. I haven't done that. I don't do that. I don't let myself do that. Could we, okay, here we go. Could we buddy system this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Could we say, look, we're, we're going to give ourselves X number, you know, within the next 90 days, let's say, whatever it is, mm-hmm. 60 days, whatever you want to do. Could we say, we're each going to go try this one time. We're going to go do this one sort of recon first initial, you know, see what we come back with you with photographs, me with recordings. Mm-hmm. And, and we will be each other's accountability buddy to get this done. Could we do that? Yeah. Would that work? Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll do that. Yeah. So tell me what you're doing. Uh it's conversations with workers in, you know, sort of former industrial towns. It's you, it's that American it worker project. You, yeah. Do you think it would help you to go somewhere? Like I'm I would be going somewhere for X number of days. So it's dedicated time rather than just every now and again when you go out around Washington or something. Yes. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm up for that for sure. I think, I think it's important. I mean, this, this is, this is what I I talk about a little bit in the book. This is where like having a, having a friend who kicks your ass is so good. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little painful, but it's so good because, because they don't let you make excuses to yourself and just give up. Which is, it's so easy to do. It's such a simple game to play where it's, oh, yeah, but, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I can't spend the money. Yeah, but I can't go because I'm not very good or I don't have an idea of, like, I, every, anything to not take the risk. And it's, it's such rubbish. It's such rubbish. Yeah. Like, I, I, I speak out against it all the time and I don't always put it into practice. And it's, and it's having a mate kick you in the ass is, is really good. Yeah. It's easier to talk yourself out of something, I think, than it is to talk yourself into it. Oh yeah. At least it is for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can give you a hundred reasons why I shouldn't go do this, but there are probably a hundred reasons why I should too. Yeah. Or maybe there are only 10 reasons why I should, but those 10 are really big, good reasons. And the hundred are just sort of little niggles that are convenient excuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe it's the same or something similar for you. You know, you, th- I love that you keep coming back to churches, pastors, you keep trying to visualize in some way, the aspects of a former life or, or how you, how you were in the world. There's a reconciliation with how you are now and where you are now that I think is fascinating. It's taken me a long time to get there because it's. It. I think I had to. I had to be angry at the church for a long time. Mm-hmm. That was important. Um, and then I needed to burn myself out with that and just realize, like, oh, you know, it's 
it's just a broken institution. There's a thousand of those on the planet. There's nothing you could do about it. Right. And then, but even that first to, portrait, Sean, that that first portrait that you for this initial project, mm. the, that wasn't taken by an angry man. No, because I'm not now. Yeah. I'm now, I'm now going back and and trying to separate the baby from the bathwater mm. and work out what the good stuff was. I mean, recently I've been reading different stuff just to go back and rediscover the good stuff at the middle of this. Like I'm reading a book at the moment. Um, it's a, it's a very old book written by a French monk in the 1600s called Practicing the Presence of God by a, by a monk named Brother Lawrence in Paris who who apparently would he would uh I mean he worked in the kitchen so basically he 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 was wounded in in one of these wars with with Britain apologies sorry about that <laughs> um and um he went and became a monk and uh he he I think he was paralyzed as well I don't think he could walk and he worked in the kitchen and he just just used to peel potatoes basically mm. and like just make help make the food but something about him and his kind of presence to himself and obviously from their point of view his 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 presence with god even in the tiny mundane things he did every day meant that thousands of people knew who he was and people would come and watch the guy peel potatoes wow. because it was a thing of beauty wow and so I, and i remember reading this book when i was when i was uh in seminary and I just I went back to it and it's so funny when you go back to something a long time later with a lot of experience and none of the baggage now it's not it's not I, I don't have to read it through the lens I was told to read it through. right 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 uh, I can see so much beauty in it and I think like I've done a lot of that kind of th those sort of things over the last four or five years of going back and working out what the good stuff I left behind was because I had to just burn it all and um I think it's good to do. I think it's good for anybody. If you've grown up in any kind of system in your life that's told you what to believe about anything, I think you have to set fire to it at some point and see what survives. But but the important thing is not to just walk away from a pile of ashes, it's to go back and to sift through and see what survived the fire because there's good stuff in there and you should take that with you, you know. So um, I reckon that's kind of what I'm doing, which 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 means that like I still love going and sitting in an old church. If I visit a city, I'll go sit in a church for 15 minutes because I love sitting in those spaces. I'm not going to a service mm -hmm. because you're going to make me do a bunch of stuff and say a bunch of stuff. And I, I know you don't believe a lot of the stuff you're saying either. And I'm not, I, I can't join, I can't join the group again, but there's, there's good stuff that I left behind that I kind of want to reclaim. And any time I have, and I have a few projects on the go in the background that I'm slowly, slowly tinkering away at that have to do with churches. And, and that's definitely the reason is like, uh, because I also think that the best stuff that we're going to make has some connection to us and our story, doesn't it? Absolutely. So, which is why you came up with the blue collar idea. Like that's who you are. It's what you come from. It's if we find those connections with, with who we are and what we've been through and then, and then, you know, set it on fire, find the good stuff at the middle of it and go back and celebrate those good bits. Yeah. Maybe that, maybe that's, there's good projects in that. I think there can be, you know, and now that I'm listening to you talk about it, it's, it's really interesting because I did have to, in a lot of ways, I had to burn down the relationship with my dad to be able yeah. to get back to seeing what it was before it went bad. Yep. 
you know, and it, and it kind of came about when my stepmother sent me some photographs of, of me as a child. This was not an angry, brooding, distant child. Mm -hmm. You know, I look at those photographs and I'm, I'm happy with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're in them together, happy. And you have to, you have to look at that and go, well, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't have seen that 20 years ago. I couldn't have seen that, you know, in college, whatever, but getting past that and seeing that there was something of value and then getting to that place where we ended up in the end, where there was something of value there. I think, I think there's a parallel, you know, and some of your fascination with, with ruined churches, these older abbeys that have been either ruined by time or fire or whatever. There's a parallel there of, of you having to set fire to your faith and see what remains to these churches, what remains of them now, hundreds or even thousands of years later. Yeah. And the father thing is interesting because we, we both had, you know, less than ideal fathers. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think it's why you and I cry at films where there's a father son moment (laughs) Because, and it can be the cheesiest father-son oh moment. Oh my gosh. And it could be anything, seriously. <laughs> like just a, just a father putting his hand on his son's shoulder. I'm like, oh God, Ooh, yeah. kill me. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it already, how many days did you want that? How many, how many yeah. kids did you see that got that and you went, that's what I want and I never got it or rarely got it or I don't remember it. Maybe it was there, but we don't remember it. But may, maybe like you and I have hopefully done enough grieving about that through our lives that we've got to the stage where we're no longer angry. Mm-hmm. that we can see our fathers for the flawed human beings that they were. They weren't evil. They were just flawed, mm-hmm. like we all are in some ways. And and now go back and celebrate father-son-ness. In, in films, it makes us emotional. Hopefully not just feeling sorry for ourselves either, but going, that's a beautiful thing. That's, yeah. that's what human beings should be like. That's, 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 that's one of the joys of life is having a good father who cares for you and takes care of you and helps you become a man and all those good things. And I mean, there's definitely a photography project in that for me. I think when I went back to South Africa a few years ago and did those mentor portraits, that's where that project came from for sure was me having set that on fire and then going back to it and going, I'm not angry about this anymore. Mm -hmm. But man alive, those, those, those older men to younger men relationships are so important when you're growing up as, as a, as a male and, and, and then that, that particular experience in society to have that guide is, is, is invaluable. And if, if someone else is willing to step in the gap where your father wasn't around, that's almost more beautiful. I mean, maybe that's who father Bill was to you in some ways. Maybe that's who these mentors were to me. Maybe through our lives, there are like these people who were just kind enough to give us like you know, 5% of what a father would be at that point where we desperately needed it. That's, that's something to, to celebrate and put in a project one day, you know, and put out in the world. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I mean, and it's, I think you're right. There's a, there's a willingness to not step in to replace, but to show possibility where at that time in, in your life, maybe there wasn't, you didn't, you didn't think that there would be a possibility for that type of either mentor or sort of father figure relationship because of the damage that had been done, mm-hmm. but it does help to restore 
what those relationships can be. Mm-hmm. A potential in what those relationships can be, I think. I think so, yeah. I don't, I don't know what that line is. That's all I'm trying to work out now. Is what's that line where you've done enough healing that you have something to say? Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I think it would have been a mistake for me. I mean, I did. I, I left the church and immediately I wrote a book. Immediately. I was writing it before I left about why I was leaving and never going back. And it, in some places, it's a pretty angry book. Um, and I think I don't regret writing it because it was incredibly helpful to me. And, and it was useful to some other people as well. But I remember a friend saying to me, hey, I hope at some stage you, you start to point what you're saying in a positive direction, not just a, that, that you say things that you're for rather than everything that you're against. Mm, and mm-hmm. I, guess, I guess that over time, it's, it, there's been enough healing and I could feel it now that I could, I could comfortably go back to this and, and celebrate some things without having to wade into the, to the political mire of, of that, that particular institution. I can, I can stay on the edge of the inside and, and talk about the, the stuff I see that's worth celebrating. And, and you definitely have to do a certain amount of healing and have a certain amount of self-awareness and have a certain amount of distance, I reckon, before you can do that effectively. I mean, maybe that's your overall theme and there are sub-themes that let you explore different aspects of it. But maybe you've already found the theme. Maybe you've already found the thread that holds your work together. It's just a matter of, of allowing yourself photographically or even with the written word, if you're going to do more writing, to, to produce what comes out and, and look for the connections afterwards instead of trying to make that time out with a camera fit a very specific or very rigid set of parameters. Maybe that's what's, what's holding you back or it's yeah. part of what's holding you back. I mean, that's the big takeaway from this conversation for me is, is you don't have to have all the answers before you start, start making with, with a loose, with a loose direction and let that be enough. I think is a, is a, is something I really need to work on. that Sean and I have been doing this show for over a year now? It's true. So if you're a new listener, welcome. And you have over a year's worth of weekly episodes to catch up on. If you subscribe to Jeffrey Sidoris Everything in your favorite podcast app, you'll get everything I release, including this show, Deep Natter, Process Driven, my interview show, which is coming back very soon, and Iterations, which is more like an audio journal And there are also some one-off conversations that are in there as well. And if you like what you hear, you can support the show by leaving a review or a rating wherever you listen, or by sharing the episode on social media. And you can help support everything I do directly by tapping the donate button at jeffreysedoris.com. That's J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-S-A-D-D-O-R-I-S.com. You can connect with Sean on Twitter or Instagram at Sean Tuck. That's S-E-A-N-T-U-C-K on his website at seantucker.photography or by searching for Sean Tucker on YouTube. You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at Jeffrey Sidoris. And you can connect with both of us by sending an email or a voice message to deepnatter at gmail.com. As always, thank you very much for being here. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your attention. We appreciate it. And we hope you'll come back for the next one.